Hi, and welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. My name is Amber Hader, and I am your host. I'm a life coach and an amateur ballroom dancer. And this podcast is where I teach you how to think about life and think about your dancing so that you can win more at both. Let's do it. Hi, friends. How are we doing? It's me, Amber Hader, your coach, your mindset coach. How's your dancing going? How are we doing? It's, it's summertime here. My kids are finally out of school which is good and bad, <laughs> but how's your dancing? Are you going to be dancing this summer? Are you going to competitions? I think millennium's happening this week. I haven't been to the millennium, but lots of people I know we're talking about it. It's going to be a good one. Um, my next competition is probably desert classic, which I decided to do at the last minute. So if you're doing desert classic, I want to meet you. So I'm really easy to identify. I have bright red hair. So <laughs> If you see me, come up to me and just let me know that you listen to the podcast and I will be so thrilled. Um, I got a really nice message today or not today, but this week um, from somebody who listens to the podcast. And I just wanted to share it with you because it just made my day and feel free to reach out to me anytime on Facebook or Instagram and let me know that you're listening. I love it. Or better yet, go and review and like, give me a rating. That'd be awesome. So more people could find it, but Let me read this message to you. She said, hi, Amber. I'd been listening to your podcasts last week as I've been having terrible anxiety at my competitions to the point where I was thinking of quitting dancing. I felt as though you were inside my head and understood exactly how I was feeling. I just wanted you to know that I had a big competition on Sunday and played your podcasts on the way in my car. I felt totally relaxed on the way, which I have never done before. Instead of feeling blind panic at the venue, I focused on the things I could do accepted the things I couldn't and went on that floor with a Jedi mindset. I won both my ballroom and Latin categories, but more than that, I totally enjoyed myself. I have another competition this Sunday and I'm already looking forward to getting back on the floor. Thank you so very much for sharing your experiences and knowledge. I'm going to book a consult and we look forward very much to meeting you. So thank you so much. This made my day. And so please let me know if this podcast is helping you. It helps keep me motivated and help me keep recording episodes for you. All right, back to the task at hand. I want to talk about interference today. And I talked about this in episode 16. And in that episode, I gave you some pre-work to do. And then I told you we'd wrap back around to it. So here we go. In that episode, just a little recap, if you haven't heard it, um, I talk about interference. And interference or interferences are the things that get in the way of your training and getting in the way of your potential. So you have talent, you have potential, you have desire and drive, and you work hard, you practice, you do lessons, and all of that would equal high performance if we didn't have things that get in the way. And a lot of the things that get in the way are in our head. They're between our ears. And I gave you in that episode, two types of interference, internal and external. And internal interferences are often things that originate inside of you. And they're usually emotions like fear, guilt, anxiety, self-doubt. They're just negative emotions that kind of get in the way. All right. And then external interference are things that either originate outside of you or occur when we're interacting with things or people outside of you. And those are things like comparison, mind reading, worrying what people think, people pleasing, those kinds of things. Okay. So With that episode, I asked you to become, first of all, just become aware 
of what your pet interferences are or the things that you experience most often. So I want you to start paying attention to that and identifying which ones might be a problem for you. So that was one thing I asked you to do. And then secondly, I wanted you to see what is the result of that? When you are in self-doubt, when you're in self-pity, how do you show up? How do you show up in your lessons? How do you show up at your competitions? How do you show up? And what results do you get? When you are comparing yourself to other people, what does that get you? How do you feel when you compare yourself to other people? So that was the two main things I wanted you to do. First of all, just identify it and even name it. And secondly, see what result it was getting you. And I did at the end, give you one last thing to work on, which was to begin disidentifying with those things. And what I mean is some of these things feel like they're just a part of us. It's just how we are. You might even say, I'm a perfectionist. Like you're literally saying it's part of your identity. I'm a perfectionist. I have anxiety. That may be true and it may feel true for you, but it also makes it feel permanent and it makes it feel like something that you can't change. And so I want you to recognize that it's not you. These are things that we experience. These are ways that we feel, but because you can simultaneously feel and experience them and watch yourself do that, then you are the person who's watching that happen. And when we can see that that's the case, then we can start to separate ourselves from them and have the ability to change those things if you want to, okay? I left you hanging there. I said, don't do anything about it yet. Just recognize it. And I would call that awareness. So let's call that step one. Step one with interference is just to become aware of it. Become aware that you're doing it, the result that you get from it, okay? So that was step one. So now I want to circle back and talk about what to do about it. Awareness is important because we first have to be aware of something before we can change it. But as one of, one of my friends recently told me, Amber, awareness isn't enough. <laughs> and he's right. We can be aware of something all day, and it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to change. So now that we have awareness, we're going to take the next steps. So for step two, I have a question to ask you, and that is, do you want to change it? Just because we're aware of it, and even if we see it's a problem, we aren't necessarily committed to changing it. So this is an important question to ask yourself. And the reason is because I see this in my clients. They can see the problem. They can see that they're causing it themselves, but they're not necessarily ready to change it. And how it looks in my clients is that they want to keep telling me what is. They want to keep telling me what has been and the way that they do things or that they've done it this way all along or that it's always been this way. And they kind of fight for their pain. They kind of defend it. And in a way, they don't really want to let it go. And to be honest, I don't judge them for this. I don't judge you for this. This is not easy work. To be different and to start operating differently in the world can be hard. Changing how your brain works, changing how you respond in a given situation when your patterns feel so ingrained, it takes work and our brains resist it. And some people are more resistant than others. Some brains are more resistant to change than others. And that's okay. The pain of where we are is often preferable to the unfamiliar pain of change. So it makes perfect sense that our brain's gonna resist changing it. So you gotta ask yourself, 
do you really want to change it? Ask yourself if you want to do it differently. Okay. Step three is to assess your belief level. And what I mean is, do you believe you can change? You can know what you're doing and have that awareness. You can even really want to change it. But if you don't believe you can change, if you just believe you're overthinking and your comparison and worrying what people think about you is just how you are and that you can't really change it, you don't really believe that it's possible to change it, then it's going to be really hard to make change. You can't believe that how you are is unchangeable and also enact change. Sometimes we can, but any change that you make under those circumstances will not be lasting change because at the heart of it, you still don't believe that's who you are or who you can become. Now, in order to believe that it's possible requires something kind of tough. You have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to be wrong about who you are. Let's go ahead and call that step four. You got to be willing to be wrong, wrong about your story, wrong about how you see yourself, wrong that you can't change, wrong that you just are the way that you are. You got to be willing to question everything that you think is a fact. And if you have a strong sense of rightness, like I want to be right, I am right. And our brains do like to be right more than they want to be well, even. So if you have that strong sense of like, no, I'm right about this, then it's going to have, you're going to have a hard time changing it. If you believe you just have negative self-talk and that's just how it is, and you're right about that, then you're always going to be stuck there. Do you want to be right about that? If you're right about that, then you're just stuck. But I want you to know it doesn't matter how long you've been beating yourself up. It doesn't matter that your inner critic has always talked to you this way. That doesn't make it permanent. Even if you think it's true, so what? If it's true, quote unquote, true, then what? You really only have one choice to make. Do you want to do it differently or not? Even if it's true to you. All right, so that's step four. Be willing to be wrong. Now, the next step is to imagine who you want to be. This is step five, and you got to decide, how do I want it to look differently? We have to know who we want to be and how we want to show up in a different way for us to start moving that direction. And a lot of times we don't even consider this. We don't even consider who we want to be. We just know we don't want what's happening now. Step five is to decide, how do you want it to be from now on? Who is it that you want to be? How do you want to show up? Rather than doubtful, anxious, stressed, what do you want it to look like? When your teacher is correcting you, and normally you might feel shame and self-doubt and become hesitant to try the corrections, how would the stronger you handle it? When you're competing and you struggle through a round and it's kind of a hot mess, which might normally send you into a negative spiral that you can't recover from. How would you like to respond instead when you don't make a final for the third, fourth, fifth time and you're prepared to punish yourself for your shortcomings? What is the alternative that would be more useful for you? Just like we can't change what we're not aware of, we can't become who we want to become if we don't know what that is. So decide what you want it to look like. And then step six is then we got to live into it. Once we know how we would rather handle it, then we start to behave our way into it. 
And this is going to be the hard part, to be honest, okay? Because this is where we're going to actually start to change who we are, change our identity, change the way we approach things. And, and our brain is going to resist. It's fine. Now, the way that we live into this is we start doing it in moments, one moment at a time. We don't have to change everything. We just need one to start with. Pick one area that you want to change. Let's say that maybe you know you need thicker skin when it comes to corrections from your coach. Let's say historically your coach corrects you and you start feeling shame and you start thinking, I should be better than this. I should have this by now. They are going to think I'm terrible. They're going to fire me as a student. When you start thinking that way, it makes you shrink. It makes you start thinking about yourself and your ego, how you are as a person, how you are as a dancer. And then you start to shy away from doing what they want you to do. And so this slows down your progress. It slows down your skill building. Now, if we're aware of this pattern and we know we want to change it and we believe that it's possible, now we need to be willing to be wrong about our previous approach. Our previous approach was something to the effect of if I'm hard on myself, if I punish myself, if I kind of get after myself, then I'll be motivated to change. I'll work harder and I'll get better. But we got to be willing to be wrong about that approach. Maybe that approach isn't working. Who do we want to be instead? If we want to be focused, be willing to try it a hundred times if we have to. So that means we can't make it about us because we can see that when we do, it's not useful. So now instead we got to make it not personal. It's just skill building. So I would need to think more like a mechanic. A mechanic sees there's something wrong here. Like there's something not working and I need to figure out what that thing is. And so we're going to try things and we're going to troubleshoot and we're going to try to figure out what does work. The car isn't a bad car. Something's not working and we just need to figure out how to make it work. We're just going to keep trying until we figure out what works. So that's who I want to become. I want to focus on the skills and be willing to not be good at it. I need to be willing to let my coach or my teacher or whoever witnesses it, let them witness me not getting it right. That's who I need to live into. So now I'm with my coach. I'm in the same situation I've been in before. It's a new day and I get a correction. You're going to feel your brain want to go to the old pattern, but we're just going to pause. And remember that we want to do this differently. So what do you need to think to get into this new mindset and new approach? Who do you need to be? Who do you need to believe that you are? Some of the thoughts that you might need to generate are things like, I just need to figure this out. Let me try again. It's okay that this still needs work. I'm so glad that I have my teacher here to help me fine tune it. This would be way harder on my own. So I'm willing to do this 10 more times right now to see if I can make this happen today. If I can make even just a little bit of progress on it and just move the needle in the direction that I wanna go. This is just a skill I'm working on. This isn't about me. It's not about if I'm a good person or a good student. It's not about my ego and how people see me. This is just a skill that I'm working on. It doesn't have anything to do with me as a person. So just try again. When I'm in this situation, I can feel myself start to become emotional sometimes. Like I totally get it. It's so frustrating. And, and I'll feel that frustration bubble up and I'll be having some of these thoughts that like my main thought in a situation like this is like, I'm never going to get it. 
it's just kind of like a pitiful thought. It's like, I'm never going to get it. And I start to get frustrated and I feel the emotions come up and I just pause. And I just think, you know what? No, I just need to try again. I just need to try again. And I kind of shelf my emotions for a minute and set myself aside and just get back to working on that skill. So like I redirect to my body. When you are in that moment and you're feeling frustrated or shame or guilt or any of that, you've kind of transitioned out of your body and into your mind and your mind starts spiraling and you start overthinking and you start having an emotional response. And notice when you're in that kind of a situation, you've left your body in a sense, because now you're not thinking about how your feet are contacting the floor. You're not thinking about how your upper body relates to your lower body. You're not thinking about your hip action. You're not thinking about how does this feel now? How do I need it to feel differently? And you've left the skill building that's happening in your body and you've transitioned just into your mind and you're kind of spinning out. So I try to just redirect to my body and just feel my body, feel where I'm connecting with my partner, feel how my weight is transferring on the floor and try to read the signals that my body is giving me and then trying to adjust things that correlate with what my teacher is asking me to do. Okay, so that's a really helpful, I think, redirect is to get back into your body and into the actual skill building rather than spinning out in your mind and emotions. Don't be concerned when your old patterns are quick to surface. Just be compassionate. All that's happening here is you have mental and emotional habits that have kind of worn a trail through a forest. That trail is easy because it's been walked and traveled so many times that the way is smooth. And so your brain just in an instant will go to that path. It'll go to that emotional habit, even if it's detrimental to you. That trail is smooth sailing. So it makes sense that our brain wants to go that way. It's fired those nerves so many times that it just knows to go that way. And blazing a new trail, blazing a new mental trail, a new emotional trail, it feels like in the beginning, trudging through branches and brush and tripping over roots and rocks. Your brain just likes the well-worn path, but we know where that path leads. And we have to be willing to believe and behave differently and create that new path. And it's going to be kind of messy. You're going to experience both for a while as you do things differently. Sometimes you're going to fall back on your old patterns and it's fine. We're just going to be compassionate about that. It makes sense that our brain is doing that, but we're also going to be practicing the new way that we want to show up and it's going to feel foreign because we're on, we're blazing that new trail. So it's going to feel foreign. It's going to feel like it's not us. It's going to feel like it's hard. It's going to feel like we're never going to get it, but all we have to do is just in moments, do it a different way. Some of the time. And just like practicing anything else, the more that you practice the new patterns, the new way to show up, the new way to approach it, the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. So don't beat yourselves up when sometimes you do it the old way. Nothing has gone wrong. There will come a time where that new path feels as easy as the old one did and that the old one isn't the default one anymore. Okay. So let me just recap in case it wasn't clear. Okay. Step one is the awareness piece, aware of what I'm doing now and what it's getting me. Step two is to assess really your commitment level. Do you really want to change? It's okay if you don't. It's okay if you're not ready. It's okay 
if what you're doing now just feels easier, it's fine. But if you don't feel really ready, you don't feel really committed, maybe wait a little bit. Okay. Step three is to assess your belief level. Do you believe it's possible to do this differently? Do you believe it's possible to overcome these interferences? We want to at least believe it's possible to change. Step four is to be willing to be wrong. Be wrong about your story. Be wrong about how you think this should go. Step five is to decide who you want to be instead. How do you want to approach it? What does the future you look like? How do they show up in these instances? And if it's helpful to you, sometimes I think it's easier to think of someone else who you see this in and think to yourself, what are they thinking? How are they approaching it? What might it be like to be them? If I was going to be inside their body, what do I imagine that would feel like and look like? And then we try to take that on ourselves, which is step six, which is to just start, start living into it. And I do mean start living into it. It's not like tomorrow you're going to wake up and be a different person. We're just going to start living into it in moments and just keep practicing it, not beat ourselves up when we fall back on old patterns. We're just going to try again, just like we do with any of the figures that we're learning. We're just going to try again. And the more we practice it, the better we're going to get at it. So I hope this was helpful for you. This is the way to start to overcome these interferences. All right. And I a hundred percent believe in you. This is a process where you can totally do this on your own, but it helps so much when you have someone helping you through it. So that is what I do. I am a coach. I'm a mindset coach. I help you one-on-one week after week. And so I can help you identify these moments that is coming up for you, help you imagine the way that you want to be if you struggle with that, and then get your back as you're becoming that new version of you and becoming that stronger version of you. And it lights me up to do it. It lights me up to do it. So I want to help you. If you want help with this, you want some assistance. It's just like having a personal trainer where you can do it yourself. You can get a lot of traction on your own just by listening to this podcast and starting to apply this stuff on your own. But it's a whole different ball game when you get someone helping you again and again and again. Okay. It will 10 X your progress. So if you haven't signed up for a strategy call slash consult, then you should go to amberhater.com to figure out how to book with me. And the first strategy call is completely free. Okay. So take advantage of it. I'm happy to talk to you, even if we never work together again, which I think you should work with me, but, um, but no pressure on that consult call. All right. So if you're going to desert classic again, I'll see you soon. Otherwise I'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you have a mindset coach yet? If not, I'm your girl. Go to amberhater.com backslash work with me to find out more.